0: Welcome to Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran. Sharon has a passion for Scripture that will motivate and challenge you to immerse yourself in God's Word and apply His message to your everyday life. Visit SeekingTruth.net to learn more about bringing Seeking Truth to your parish or to become an online learner. Today is part two of the first book of Samuel, chapters 16 and 17. And now, Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran your father's sons shall bow down before you judah is a lion's wealth from the prey my son you have gone up he's stooped down he crouched as a lion and as a lioness who dares rouse him up the scepter shall not depart from judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs and to him shall be the obedience of the people binding his foal to the vine and his ass is cold, to the choice vine. He washes his garments in wine and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth shall be white with milk. That's the blessing Jacob gave to Judah. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. The king, the Mashiach, the Messiah is coming from the tribe of Judah. Now, Micah 5 in the Old Testament, Micah was a prophet who said, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Ephrathah was another name for Bethlehem, you are little to be among the clans of Judah. But from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin from, is from of old, from ancient of days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in travail, has brought forth then the rest of his brethren shall return to the people of israel and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the lord in the majesty of the name of the lord his god and they shall dwell secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth the messiah is coming from bethlehem from tribe of judah numbers told us this numbers twenty-four, seventeen. i see him but not now i behold him but not nigh. A star shall come forth out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. That star settled over Bethlehem, Ephrathah. There it is, little among the tribes. David's hometown, Jesse's hometown, the place where Jesus was born. (laughs) So, Samuel, go fill your horn with oil and go, and I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he's going to kill me. King Saul was ruling. King Saul was thinking he was God. Remember last week? The Lord said, Samuel, take a heifer with you and say that I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him whom I name to you. The Lord's going to tell Samuel, Which one it is. And Samuel did what the Lord commanded, because Samuel hears the word of the Lord and he obeys it. And he went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the city came up to meet him, trembling. And they said, do you come peaceably? And Samuel said, peaceably I have come. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves, make yourselves ready. Come and sacrifice. Samuel consecrated Jesse and his sons, and he invited them to the sacrifice as God had asked. When they came, Samuel took, he looked at Eliab and thought, this is, this is uh, Jesse's oldest son, Eliab. Samuel looked on Eliab and thought, oh, surely, surely this is the Lord's anointed. And the Lord said to Samuel, oh, do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature because I have rejected him. The Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on outward appearances, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that we learned last week, that the Lord was looking for a man after his own heart. Saul was not that man. Saul was looking out for his own self. Jesse called the next son Abinadab. He made him pass before Samuel. And he said, oh, no, neither has he been chosen. Then Jesse had Shammah pass by, the third son. Well, Samuel said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to the Lord, the Lord has, or to Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. It's none of these. The Lord hadn't spoken to Samuel yet, as he said he would. Seven sons have come through the line. The room is empty. Seven, the perfect biblical number of completion. surely. But no, the greater power is on the eighth day in the New Testament. It'll be son number eight. Do you have anyone else? Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, well, there remains the youngest, but behold, he's keeping the sheep. He's just a shepherd, you know, and Samuel said to Jesse, send and fetch him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And he sent, and he brought him in, and he was ruddy, and he had beautiful eyes, and he was handsome. He was ruddy, had beautiful eyes, and he was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Arise, anoint him, for this is he. The Lord God Almighty told Samuel, and he heard, and he obeyed. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went back to Ramah. His work was done. He can go back up north to Ramah, his home. Now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, and I mean the King Saul ranch, who's not thinking some little boy's going to take his spot on the throne because he's kind of God, you know. The spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, behold, now an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. And when the unclean, s- oh, okay. So God made all the spirits, God created all the angels. One third said, I will not serve and went with Lucifer and they became demons or evil spirits. God still created them, but they had free will to choose. What is this about driving out a evil spirit in, in Saul? And Jesus himself drove out evil spirits all the time in the New Testament. And in Luke 11, Jesus himself tells us this, and it's a clue for this passage. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he passes through the waterless places seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than himself, and they enter and they dwell there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. These are the words of Jesus himself. So Saul's being tormented with evil spirits. The spirit of the Lord isn't on him anymore because the Lord has made David his love now. Saul was picked by the people because he was tall and handsome and good looking, not by the Lord, the Lord allowed it. But David is the one the Lord wants, this puny little kid out in the field, the shepherd boy. So let our Lord now command your servants, Saul, who are here before you to seek out a man who's skillful at playing the lyre. And when the evil spirit from God is upon you, he will play it and you will be well. And so Saul said to his servants, provide for me a man who can play the harp well and bring him to me. Now remember this anointed little boy, David the shepherd. And some shepherds would play flutes because if the sheep got scared by a hyena or, or something in the night, a coyote, the sound of a flute would soothe the sheep. David preferred the harp. David could sing with the harp. When you are playing a flute, your mouth is busy, but when you're playing a harp, you can sing to the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord had come mightily upon David after Saul's anointing with oil, and one of the young men answered, Behold, I have seen, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, and he's very skillful at playing. He's a man of valor, he's a man of war, he's prudent in his speech, he's a man of good presence. The Lord is with him. He has a lot of good character virtues and the Lord is with him. Even the servant, the secular servant is seeing that. Therefore, Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me David, your son, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a skin of wine and a kid and sent them by David, sent his son David to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service and Saul loved him greatly. He soothed him David became Saul's armor bearer. That means he trusted him. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, let David remain in my service for he has found favor in my sight. When David would sing the Psalms and sing the words of the Lord, praise you, Lord God of Israel. You are my rock. You are my refuge. You are my salvation. This would calm down Saul. And whenever the evil spirit from God was sent upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him because he was being filled with the spirit of God coming from David. Just like Jesus said... And when one, strain, one stronger, oh, this is also in Luke 11. When one stronger than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters. Jesus said that about di- driving out demons. Now, this is happening through David. David has come in to Saul's house and helped drive out the demons. Form of exorcism, really. Because the Lord has assigned him and graced him with his spirit. King Saul is on the way out in the Lord's eyes. And young, humble David is on the way in. David is a man after God's own heart. Arise, anoint him. This is he. Also remember what David is playing on his harp. Because he's the writer of a good many number of the Psalms. So he is playing God's word. He's praying. It's not just any old secular music. It's a great comfort for Saul. Now, David's psalms are anointed, and to this day, they bring balm to a troubled soul. You know, we pray them every time at Mass. We pray a psalm, and in the Liturgy of the Hours, constant psalms. And when you're in trouble, often, I know, you go to the psalms, lots of psalms at funerals. So now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. They were gathered in Soko, which belongs to Judah. They were in camp between Succoth and Azekah and Ephedomnin. And Saul and the men of Israel had gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah. And they drew up a line of battle against the Philistines there. And you can see it to this day, this flat valley among the mountains. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley in between them, the valley of Elah. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Scholars today think that was close to 10 feet tall, about 9 foot 6 inches. He had a helmet of bronze on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail, heavy armor. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had greaves of bronze upon his legs. He had a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed 6 100 shekels of iron, just the head of a spear weighed at least 15 pounds. And his shield bearer went before him and stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we, the Philistines, will be your servants, Israel. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you, Israelites, will be our servants and serve us, the Philistines. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Well, when Saul and Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and they were greatly afraid. And David, the son of the Ephrite of Bethlehem in Judah, named Jesse, who had eight sons. In the day of Saul, the man Jesse was already old and advanced in years. Three of his sons had followed Saul into battle. Son one, two, and three were fighting On the lines with Saul. David was the youngest. The three eldest had followed Saul, but David was going back and forth. He was still caring for his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And for 40 days, for 40 days, that Philistine giant came out every day. For 40 days, he came forward and took his stand morning and evening. And Jesse said to David, take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain, these 10 loaves of bread, these 10 blocks of cheese. Take these to the commander of your brothers and see that your brothers, see, see what they're up to, see what they're facing. Take some token for me to them. Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. David rose up early in the morning He left the sheep with a keeper and he took provisions and he went as Jesse, his father, had commanded him. He came to the encampment. The host was going forth to the battle line shouting the war cry and Israel and the Philistines were drawing up for battle, army against army. David left the things in charge of the keeper of baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. Remember where Saul was hiding in the baggage last week? David is courageous. He knows an army of uh, battles ready to ensue, and he's going to the front of the ranks. As he talked with them, behold, the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard them. The men of Israel have been hearing these words every day for 40 days. But this was the first time David was there. And David heard what the giant was saying in the valley of Elah. And all the men of Israel, when they saw him, the man, the giant, they fled from him and they were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the man who kills him, the king, King Saul, is going to enrich with great riches and give him his own daughter and make his father's house free of taxes in Israel. And David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for this man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the army of the living God? And the people answered in the same way, so shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now when his brother Elab, the oldest, heard him speak, anger was kindled against David in his heart. Why have you come down? He said to his little brother. And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart. You have come down to see the battle. Why does his oldest brother hate him and have such great resentment for this young kid? This young kid is sought after by King Saul of Israel. This young kid has been anointed, the brother saw he's been anointed by Samuel the prophet, and the king's been calling for him on a regular basis to go play his harp and settle him down from evil spirits, they're resentful of their brother, which gives us a sense of Joseph and his brothers wanting to sell him to the Midianite slave traders, wanting to kill him, putting blood on his coat and sending it back to Jacob. David said, what have I done now? Was it not but a word? I'm just, I'm just saying, you know? And he turned away from Eliab toward another and spoke in the same way and the people answered him again as before. When the words of David were spoken, and heard and repeated before them, Saul and Saul sent for David. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fall because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. David says, I'll do it. I'll go. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go up against this Philistine and fight with him. You're but a youth. You're just a boy. And he has been a man of war from his youth. Goliath is old. David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there was a lion or a bear or a lamb that was threatened in the flock. I went after him, I went after him, I smote him. I delivered it out of his mouth. David had gone up against grizzly bears, lions, hyenas, coyotes. He was very good with his sling. He had been shepherding a long time because he's the youngest kid and no one else is there to do the job. If he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and I smote him and I killed him. I've gone up against grizzly bears, I can take on this guy. Remember Samson? He's probably thinking of the Judge Samson just before this time. Remember Samson? When the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, he could rip a lion to shreds. I can do that. I can fight for the Lord God of Israel. I can do that. Your servant has killed both lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, seeing that he has defiled the armies of the living God, our God, the one true God of Israel. I can do this. I can fight for the Lord. I will die for the Lord. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. He's not afraid. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you. And Saul clothed David with his own armor, put a helmet of bronze on his head, clothed him with a coat of mail. David girded his sword over his armor. He tried to go in vain, but he was not used to this heavy equipment, this heavy armor. David said to Saul, I cannot go with these. I'm not used to them. I don't need any armor. David took it all off. He will trust in God alone. He took the staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the brook. He put them in his shepherd's bag, or his wallet, as it was called, and a sling. He put that in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine giant. Now, these five stones remind us of the five books of Torah, which David knew, and David loved, and David read, and David prayed with. The word of the Lord. Saul didn't listen to the word of the Lord. Saul wanted his word to be the word of the Lord because he thought himself a little gene god. But David... We'll trust the word of the Lord, we'll obey the word of the Lord, we'll love the word of the Lord, we'll write psalms about the word of the Lord. When battling giants, let the Lord fight for you. David, unlike Saul, will trust God's word. And the Philistine came on and drew near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistines looked, they saw David He disdained him. The giant disdained him. He was a youth, he was ruddy, he was comely, handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come after me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, which we know the Philistine god, the main god was Dagon, who we learned about, Dagon. The Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. And David said to the Philistine, You come at me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David is going to let the Lord fight through him and with him. This day, David says to the giant, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and I will cut off your head and I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all on earth may know that there is a God a God in Israel, and that all the assemble will know that the Lord saves, not with the sword, not with the spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. He is going to let the Lord fight the battle for him, with him, through him, in him. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. Very brave. And David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone and slung it. And struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. He looked just like Dagon, who had fallen face down to the ground. David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling, with a stone. He killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. So David ran and stood over the Philistine and took Goliath's own sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him. He cut off his head with Goliath's own sword. When battling giants, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of pornography, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of marital problems, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of unemployment, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of mental health, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of addiction, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of anxiety and fearfulness, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of a kid in real trouble, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of cancer or failing health, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of aging, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of finances, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of family members who don't believe in the one true God. Let the Lord fight for you. The giant of the American culture, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of moral relativism, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of political division, let the Lord fight for you. The giant of church division, let the Lord fight for you. Whatever giant is in your own life, the Lord wants to fight for you. He wants to do battle for you and with you. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. The battle belongs to the Lord. You are not alone. That same Holy Spirit who came over David came over you on your confirmation day. And you, like David, became a warrior for Christ and his new kingdom, an everlasting kingdom, That starts here. You were anointed with holy chrism oil. You renounced Satan and all of his evil ways and all of his empty promises, and you became a living temple of God's Holy Spirit. You are full of the same Holy Spirit power to take on giants in your own life. If you surrender them to the Lord and let the Lord fight for you, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath the gates of Ekron so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Shamarim as far as Gath and Ekron and the Israelites came back from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their camp and David took the head of the Philistine giant and brought it to Jerusalem and put it in his armor in his tent when Saul Saul saw David go forth from the Philistines. He said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, as your soul lives, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, inquire whose son the stripling is. The same kid who had made the demons tremble, who had made the demons in Saul be driven out. David returned from the slaughter of the Philistines. Abner took him. He brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? And David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite, the one that's been in your home playing harp behind the curtain, that was me. Also, from the same genetic line as we see in Matthew 1, hailing from the house of David. Another terror of demons, St. Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus from the house of David, has also got the title of terror of demons. There was a giant who did not want his own head crushed, especially by a virgin woman that he had enmity for. Joseph had his work cut out for him against demonic forces from the moment she conceived. The forces of evil were swirling all about the young couple. And he listened to the word of God through the messenger of an angel that said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Remain there until I tell you. He heard and he obeyed because Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. And Joseph listens to the word of God and obeys it, and in the middle of the night gets Mary on a donkey and they tail it to Egypt, where no Israelite ever wants to go back to Egypt. That's where they were freed from. No Israelite goes back to Egypt. They don't know the language, they don't they they don't want to be surrounded by Egyptian idols. They never ever want to go back to Egypt again. But Joseph doesn't. He obeys. Word of the Lord. He's from the house of David. They have to go to a place. They don't speak the language. They don't have the currency. But in the meantime, back in their own village by Bethlehem, by the grave of Rachel, their own babies are getting slaughtered by Herod's order to kill all the male infants three and under. The forces of evil were swirling and Joseph is given the title terror of demons from the house of David. And it fulfills the prophecy when he gets another dream, another message to go back out of Egypt. I have called my son. So Joseph brings him back out of Egypt and the messianic prophecy is fulfilled. And they don't know what they'll find there. When they get there, they find that Herod's son is a lot more evil than he was. Archelaus is ruling now in their hometown. They can't go there, they're afraid. He gets another dream, go up to Nazareth, Po Dunk Nazareth. And he hears the word of the Lord and he obeys. And they go up to Nazareth where they will have the best years of their life as this hidden family, the hidden years, the hidden years where they could work in the workshop and read Torah together. Being from the house of David, Jesus knew and Joseph knew to let the Lord fight their battle, that the battle belongs to the Lord. Let the Lord fight for you. Let's pray. I'd like to pray together as we close Psalm 23. I put it to pictures here, but just pray it with me if you would. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. THEY COMFORT ME. YOU PREPAREST A TABLE BEFORE ME IN THE PRESENCE OF MY ENEMIES. YOU ANOINT MY HEAD WITH OIL AND MY CUP OVERFLOWS. SURELY GOODNESS AND MERCY SHALL FOLLOW ME ALL THE DAYS OF MY LIFE AND I SHALL DWELL IN THE HOUSE OF THE LORD FOREVER. AMEN. GOD BLESS YOU. THAT WAS PART TWO OF THE FIRST BOOK OF SAMUEL, chapter 16 AND 17, on Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran. To learn more about Seeking Truth Bible Studies, visit SeekingTruth.net. Tune in next time for more Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran.